your body fast. Rock your body fast. Everybody accidentally fast is right. Of A F is back. All right. I couldn't remember how that went. Yeah. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Katie and Alex, a part of the Accidentally Fasting Duo. The Accidentally Fasting Corporation brought to you by the Accidentally Fasting Parent Company Corporation. Accidentally Fasting LLC? Yeah. Well, apparently we are because we got t-shirts, Heck everybody. Yeah, new t-shirts. Shout out to Alex's brother, Andrew. If you saw our story, he's looking real sharp in his yellow one. Then we also got... Uh, Trash Fish Miles bought a, uh, bought a t-shirt. black one. And then we got our friend Craig, who's going to buy one. So, oh, shoot. So you know what? And I, I can't wait. I'm going to get back to the community. Yeah, this is... I'm really excited at how well these t-shirts are going over. That's fucking crazy. So thank you to anybody who picked them up. And uh, that's really cool of you. So... We have a, another travel episode for you today. This one isn't very far from home for us. It's Santa Fe, Close New to Mexico. home, far from ordinary. Yeah. Uh, Santa, Santa Fe. The state capital. The city the to the north. cream of the crap. Yeah. We, we, yeah, we thought we would talk about just a few things with Santa Fe, because like camping, it's a place that we've frequented. Like camping. Like camping. Uh, it's a place that we've been to a lot. Um, we have some memories. Uh, the particular reason why we went there this weekend, I guess, is also kind of interesting. I got some announce uh, an announcement for you guys, too. Yeah. Um, but so we were in Santa Fe last weekend um, because there's uh, the Zobra National Anthem auditions. So before I explain what the Zobra um event is uh the national anthem audition i went to last year and i didn't i didn't do so good during well i mean i did good but i didn't end up winning anything i didn't pass anything we got free tickets participation tickets yeah so they have auditions um it's kind of like an american idol type thing they have like you know three judges and uh they make their comments and you sing and um, apparently this round we had to go through phases and I don't think I'm allowed to announce it yet until they do the press release so why not I don't know anyway so I ended up getting a runner-up slash alternate for the Zobra so if the singer gets diarrhea gets pink eye gets anything like that I will sing for potentially 60,000 people. Yeah, 50,000 people for this massive uh, event. So, yeah. And, and what this means for you guys is we are going to either live stream. We got VIP backstage tickets to the festival. And we're going to live stream it as we go. So, Or we'll record a video and do a little video episode so that everybody can see what the festival is. Because it's kind of neat. Um, what they do every year is they have a giant, what, 40 foot tall guy? Yeah, so I, I was gonna explain all that because uh, I've been Take heavily researching. So every year they, they do this um, event, it's called the Zobra, and it actually means um, doom or gloom. It means gloom, anxiety, whatever in Spanish, I guess. It's a derivative of that. And so it started in 1924. 
this guy named William Schuster uh, something. Schuster. He was moving from the east to Santa Fe to recover from tuberculosis, which is what a lot of people did back in Stanley the... Stanley Steamer did their, that. In the, yeah, in the Not early 19... <laughs> Tough on a uh, dirt dental on uh, Denver. Go check out our Denver episode. Oh yeah, that's right. So yeah, so he he went to Santa Fe to recover from his tuberculosis, and then he saw the fiestas um, de Santa Fe going on, which I, I'll explain, you know, in a little in a in a brief moment. But they're connected. The zobra happens during the fiestas. So he saw these celebrations, and he, um, I believe, he traveled in Mexico or something, and he. Saw some type of ritual where they had a lot of uh, like fire going on. It was a way to um, basically a way to signify that uh, get rid of bad energy or something. Mm -hmm. So cleansing. And then he, he wanted to bring like a pagan element, I guess, to the mm. the fiestas. So anyway, William Schuster and his friend they developed the, the zobra. So he is a fifty foot um, puppet basically, and he's like the biggest puppet i don't know he won national record for the world largest puppet that's on fire or some crap i don't oh, cool. fucking know Guinness, Guinness um, so his name is old man gloom he's got that's a real angry a face and so what the the so since 1924 what people of santa fe do or you know people that travel to this event what they do is they put they'll have like a box um it's called the gloom box uh, weeks before the event and you can go and drop off I think it's in like the Santa Fe reporter office or something mm. you can go and drop off you know things that are bugging or bothering you so you can write down whatever this lady recovering from stage four cancer put in her um, like labs or something her oncologist report oh, in the box um, some guy or people put in divorce papers some lady put in her sister's ashes apparently Whoa, that's a big <laughs> which kind of sucks thinking about you're at the event you're inhaling dead people yeah so yeah so it's a way to to you know you put your stuff in the box and then when the zozober time comes they have this big old old man gloom puppet they catch it on fire with all the shit that you put in there and it's a way to cleanse start a new year get rid of all the negative energy and he's a puppet because he's he waves his arms and s turns his head and screams and all kinds of cool yeah stuff. he really does scream. so it's really animated like <laughs> It's not like he just sits there. It's not like an effigy or whatever it is where it just sits there and burns. It's an actual, like, dude who moves and shit. Yeah, yeah. So And it's, they have turkey legs. Yes. It's a cool They got Navajo tacos. I had a delicious one. Yeah, they got really good Um, food. It used to be, like, a, a party place for Santa Fe. So teenagers would party there. Um, I guess there was an end up being a few stabbings as per New Mexico usual. They're, you know... Yeah, now it's actually getting standing in line was pretty horrible last year. Which yeah, was our first year, but once we were in, it was cool until it started raining, pouring cats and dogs. And yeah, dogs and we didn't get to enjoy it last year. Um, well, we and, had a good time last year, but not at Zizzizzobra. And so when we were there, there were protesters. There like tons and tons of protesters, and I had no. I'm like, what the fuck's just a puppet? But apparently, the protesters think that you know it's idol tree. They're idolatry or whatever idolatry. yeah they're worshiping this you know 50 foot uh old man gloom and they think that it's you know sinful so i don't know whatever um so i i, I got the runner-up thing to sing a national anthem if that does happen so that's pretty cool i really hope it doesn't happen i was happy with that i didn't think i would even get 
far, so... Well, it's cool that we get the backstage passes and we'll go hang out and stuff. Um, the interesting thing that that made me think of, the burning of the thing that happens every year, is um, there's, there's a, a Hindu practice where they do that. So in India, this is done where they build a statue for whatever god, and then they, they rebuild the statue, and sometimes they burn them and stuff. But because of the way that they see, like, reality or whatever in certain areas of India and certain types of Hinduism, they, they see it as the same statue. So even though it may be 100% different pieces and stuff like that, it's, it's kind of interesting. Like yeah, they, that is. They rebuild it, but it's... it's sort of not destroying and recreating hmm. it's just the same statue and it exists in nothingness for a certain period of time huh that is interesting yeah. i'm sure there's a lot of parallels with you know different cultures that seem sort of oh i'm sure yeah people have been burning shit for decades <laughs> i mean i would say putting on that smoker and smoking that meat mm, smoke like that putting all your troubles into it smoke your doom and gloom um, some interesting tidbits, though. I didn't know this. Uh, Zobra's hair, Old Man Gloom, his hair changes every year. Oh, Last funny. year was gray. The year before, he had a fedora on because some four-year-old suggested it at one of, like, the city meetings or mm -hmm. something. So that's they put funny. a fedora on him. We'll see what his hair is this year. Yeah, that's really cool. I didn't know that. Um, and then they've also, like, certain, just depending on, you know, the decade and the political climate in 1943, he was made to resemble a mashup of Japanese Emperor Hiroshito, uh, Benito Mussolini, and Hitler. So he actually looked like all those, That's all the crazy. dictators. And then, um, so they even, I guess in the 90s, they were trying to get him to look like uh, Saddam Hussein, too. So in 1943, when the Zobra was burning, it was a couple miles away from an active Japanese internment camp. That's crazy. Yeah. Which yeah. we must have had a lot of those here. Oh, yeah, we did. We have a really pretty crazy thorough history with the internment camps I guess here. rich isn't the word, but whatever the equivalent would be of rich history for internment camping people yeah and i forget which is fucking nuts that people in the 40s and 30s or whatever were like let's put everybody of this certain specific type of person in a camp yeah i mean you think about it you know the boarding schools were present much later and mm -hmm. they were sterilizing people you know that had developmental or disabilities until the 70s so we have this all these dark histories that america won't talk about yeah. nobody, nobody knows about which it. speaking of dark histories the zizobra also overlaps with the holiday the fiestas of santa fe is the celebration of defeating the pueblos right it's yeah like, so it, it it the fiestas um is commemorating 1692 when um Diego de Vargas uh, reconquered uh, Santa Fe, which was which were the Pueblos. So after the Pueblo Revolt of 1680, the conquistadors had to go. They they basically hid. They were exiled to mm -hmm. the uh, Juarez, I think. And then so they stayed there a while. And then I believe the king was like, go back and fucking take over Santa Fe. So they came back. Yeah. And yeah, that the fiestas is re-celebrating, you know, that, that reconquest of, yeah. of Pueblo. So, you know, a lot of uh, the people who the city was like, well, that wasn't a bloody that wasn't a bloody um, reconquest or something. It doesn't matter if it's not re blood. It doesn't matter if you think it's not bloody. It's still conquering a group of people well, when it's their some, land. Yeah, it's like and it's their culture. It's everything, yeah. you know, so 
So the Fiestas is commemorating that. Um, they actually did, until 2017, they did a reenactment of that, you know, the Whoa. reconquering. So, yeah. It, I didn't, until 17? 2017, yeah. Fucking A. So, crazy. yeah, there was all this, you know, you know, backlash from the Pueblo tribes. Like, why the fuck yeah, is this still going fuck, on? Man. And so it's it was called the Entrada, I guess, was the... Um, the reenactment them entering the city or whatever yeah so they're boycotting it all this stuff and then finally uh, they actually well i'm glad that we went it. for the first time after they did away with that because right. that would have upset me to see like them celebrating basically them stealing land from uh, that's pretty crazy yeah i can't believe it i mean we could go into i wanted to talk a lot about santa fe history but it's so there's so much that goes along yeah. with it that I don't, I mean, we're not a history podcast. I just thought I would give you guys the little background of the Zobra just so for context. And so, I mean, we are going to talk about our experiences in Santa Fe, but. Man, but I will say that this was the most information packed <laughs> 13 minutes of accidentally <laughs> fasting thus far. I hope people were paying attention. We're going to quiz you at the end, fasters. Yeah. Wah, wah, wah. Quiz on the Instagram. You can win an A. Or B or C, however you do in the quiz. So really. I have an interesting year. So they, they actually started uh, the fiestas. I think it was in like the 1700s. But um, so I was like, wow, that's pretty early for them to start celebrating, mm -hmm. conquering. Well, and something that I usually forget is Santa Fe is the oldest state capital. Yeah, that's it's, right. It's not the first state capital. It's the oldest city that became a state capital. Yeah. So that's kind of interesting that we're way out west where America wasn't for a long time, but we have the oldest city. Motherfucker! Yeah, fuck you, Texas. Just kidding. We love you too. Accidentally, Texans. Yeah, Texans. You guys, you guys rock, man. I like Dallas. And actually, we'll be in Houston later this year. Speaking of travel stuff. Yeah, in, that's right. In fall. Um, but, but yeah, so as far as our experiences in Santa Fe, it's been pretty nice. Like they've got a good variety of food. They've got a, it's an interesting culture. Cause I feel like it's not New Mexican. Like it's, it's, I guess it is in the way that it's a conglomeration or a melting pot for all of this mm -hmm. stuff, but it's so fucking white. Like it's like, it's like if a white person did black brown face and then they made a city that's right. how i feel about santa fe and but i mean there are like i was saying you know there's a lot of pueblo tribes you know surrounding the area so you have that rich you know native american history mm -hmm. so that's legitimate and you know the the spanish that have lived there there's there's tons of cultures there that have been right. around forever but there are a lot of white people that move to santa fe artists you know prominent people rich people um you know dh lawrence known. authors you and G-R-R-M. George R. R. Martin. Um, and Jean Cocteau Theater are. George O'Keefe, yo. Yeah. So, Which actually, fun fact for all you fasters out there, I used to do George R. R. Martin's phones when I was in the phone business in the Jean Cocteau Theater. You can't confirm or deny that, bro. He's, a, he's a client of yours. Just yeah, kidding. it hasn't been for many moons, but um actually since so, yeah because we i i had a lot of clients because ted brown was my client the ballad of ted brown right? oh that's right teddy yeah. teddy but yeah it's it's the history of santa fe there's it's a it's pretty dark um there's still a lot of denial from residents that live there as far as what the you know conquesting of uh of native americans meant 
they, you know, they have a lot of pride. It's kind of like that episode of Sopranos when they talk about Christopher Columbus. People have a lot of pride mm -hmm. in their ancestors, but they seem to forget that along with that, there was, you know, entire um, obliteration of, genocide. you know, a genocide. Exactly. Yeah. So, and if you go into the the plaza, the Santa Fe Plaza, or what is it called? The the main area. Square to Frank Sanchez. So where they sell jewelry like and all that stuff. It's the biggest touristy spot. Um, you know, there actually, there were slaughtered Native Americans that were buried mm -hmm. underneath that. So there's a... Well, and not only that, but the 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 thing that I was kind of referencing too when, when I was saying it's like a, a, a white person to a brown face and building a city, is Santa Fe, the building styles are fake. Right, yeah, so the, the Santa Fe style, so a lot of people attribute, you know, Santa Fe's beauty and everything to their unique architecture. It's all uniform. Which is... They're, they're Adobe-ish style houses. It's called Pueblo Revival style, so. Yeah, so for those of you who aren't from this New Mexico or, or Arizona or wherever in the Southwest where they have this, they're basically flat roof houses that have to be a certain earthy color of stucco and like they they really do look like old adobe houses that were made of mud and grass and wood and shit right and which are really cool before 1912 um there were you know accounts of tourists that would say that santa fe looked like quote unquote everyday usa like it looked like a normal it looked like a midwestern city in a way in the way that the buildings were but there was a decline so in super dope shout out to the midwest <laughs> and then <laughs> so there was a decline in tourism so they needed to increase that so they thing yeah so they developed the santa yeah. fe style architecture and they mandated it so that every building has to do that so they they've been and that's the way it's been since then walgreens's trader joe's walmart's yeah and it's cool i mean it's it's i think it's cool but at the same time it's like like you're saying it's it's appropriating or it's you know yeah, that, that's totally a pueblo did. style yeah. you know they did it just for show. They did it to bring in people, which I mean, like if you if you kind of look at that city's like whole personality, that's what it's there for is is for show. Like the artists that mm -hmm. bring people in, Georgia O'Keeffe. Not saying she's for show, but they they really like their artists and George R R Martin and D H Lawrence or whoever he said. Yeah. Not Stephen King. It's not him. He's not there. There was another guy who wrote westerns, but he didn't. I don't think he lived in. Uh, in uh, Santa Fe. Is that the, what about that Tillerman guy? Yeah, that, that's the guy. Did he live in Santa Fe too? He's the one that did the Skinwalker books yeah, and stuff I like don't that. Think he, I think he may have lived actually in or on the or Navajo Reservation. Yeah, I, I think it was either Taos or somewhere out west. But um, And then, you know, Meow Wolf, which is massive and, and we have to mention because there's it's in Santa Fe and there are documentaries and all this shit about it and they're expanding to Denver and Las Vegas and wherever else, uh, they're they're a tourist attraction. Like that's all. It's a it's a really cool place, and I'm not trying to minimize no, and demean I, it or whatever. Yeah. But it is. It's literally just a you walk through this thing and see really really cool shit. But that's what it's there for is for you to visit it and have a unique experience. Yeah, and a lot of people that live in Santa Fe or you know, there's kind of this thing where they see it as being superior to Albuquerque and, you know... There's a lot of privilege in Santa Fe. Yeah, so, but then, you know, the, the, there's such a wide range of people that live there, so I don't want to stereotype that, you know, everybody that lives there is snobby, but that is the, you know, that's 
a lot of really at the cost of living is extremely expensive in yeah, Santa Fe. Yeah, just for perspective, we've got what, two or 300,000 more people in Albuquerque and Santa Fe raised their minimum wage to 15 bucks an hour. Ours is probably half that, maybe, maybe not, maybe like 10 or 11, I don't know. It's been a while since I've had a minimum wage job, so I apologize for being inaccurate, but we're not, we're, we have a lower cost of living for sure. And usually Santa Fe restaurants that move to Albuquerque close because they keep their high costs. Mm -hmm. And nobody, everybody's like, uh, I can get New Mexican food here that's not touristy style New Mexican food that's good for a third the price. So uh, I'm surprised to see some restaurants and stuff here that come from Santa Fe that stay open for a while. Yeah, but, it's, yeah it's pretty it's, interesting to see the dynamic between the two cities. Yeah, um, it, but, you know, it's a beautiful city. I enjoy going there. It's, it is kind of like a little, it's a little siesta. It's a little break from Albuquerque. Definitely you know? beautiful nature. It's in the mountains, um, and there's a lot of camping up there that we haven't experienced. It's really nice, and there's, there's a lot more water in that area. It's a lot greener than Albuquerque. It's definitely not desert. Like, Santa Fe is not Bugs Bunny wet southwestern desert with fucking, uh, whatever that dude's name is, Yukon Sam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the elevation is a lot higher than in Albuquerque. When I had mm -hmm. audition for the national anthem, I could not breathe at all. So that was difficult. Um, it's a lot colder. It is, yeah, it's consistently 10 degrees colder than Albuquerque, which is pretty crazy because it's only 50 miles away, but it's up like 2,000, I think it's about 2,000 feet higher. It's higher than Denver, Santa Fe is. So it's a mile and a half high city. <laughs> but um, they, they, it's a really nice place to visit. They got a lot of cool hotels that have rooftop stuff. I don't think they have rooftop bars that I've seen. They've got a lot of like... They do have a lot of rooftop bars in they? the area that I'm talking about. What is that damn tourist area that we always avoid? The Square de los Sage Francis. Okay, yeah. No, that's not true. What is it? Is Sage it St. Francis, Francis Drive right. or whatever? St. Francis is the street that goes to it. But then the, the church is the cathedral. The yeah, every every single restaurant there is a rooftop. You the sit, plaza, And that's what's really what cool about it. it is you sit upstairs in the, on the plaza and you, you know, eat your Eat your uh, $20 guacamole. Blue corn cheese enchiladas. Yeah, Blue Corn Cafe, shout out Guy Ferreri. Um, but you sit up there and then you watch. There's tons of music going on. There's, you know, there's flea markets all the time. It's really clean, nice city. So. Yeah, but just to give it an idea of the perspective for cost of living, we when we were there this past weekend, we ordered onion rings at this restaurant mm, and a half pound of mussels. And the, the onion rings were fantastic, but with red chili and cheese, uh, which red chili is just kind of enchilada sauce, but real and better. Like if you've had canned red enchilada sauce, it's like, blow your fucking mind. It's like good. ketchup with paprika for it's, all my Midwesterners. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> uh, so we, we ordered these onion rings. The order of mussels came and it was a half pound of big ass mussels, really good ones, in this cool curry sauce. And it had bread that had garlic in it and stuff, really fancy stuff, $11. The onion rings came. There were seven of them for like 15 bucks. Yeah. And they had chili, green chili cheese fries that were $17. Their nachos were around the same, like extra $8 for fucking 
you know, meat or whatever. I don't know. But but then to put, like, at the same time, they had fresh homemade enchiladas, which are flat in a lot of the traditional places. Like, like uh, if you remember Chili's, they had the tower. Ain't no cream of mushroom soup in there, y'all. Cheeky, cheeky. But uh, they, the enchilada plate was like the same price for beans, rice, and flat enchiladas. Homemade, 20 minutes in the kitchen for you to wait. It were cheaper than the onion rings. Because, and this is how their menu was laid out, all random and shit, this restaurant. But it was very good quality food. I don't remember the name of the restaurant. Dr. Field matter. Good. Shout, Shout out. out to Dr. Field Good. I gave you a four stars on Yelp, but lower <laughs> your goddamn onion prices, <laughs> yeah, you filthy animals. So... Anyway, there's a lot of really good food. I had cabrito for the first time there, which is like 12-hour roasted baby goat that then they put into soup and let it soak, and it becomes super tender. And Oh, yeah, cabrito is very good. Um, but, so, the main attraction, I think, is, is Meow Wolf. Nowadays. Um, and, and it's gaining popularity. You may have, there, it's been a lot of press about it because they're building one in uh, Vegas and Denver. So, um, and somewhere like Austin or LA, too. There's three locations. The one in Vegas is going to be fucking huge. And people are saying that the Santa Fe Indians are going to be like, whoop, started in Santa Fe, because you know. Yeah. Well, and, and another thing for perspective on that the lifetime membership for Meow Wolf used to be something like $1,000. It's now like 10000 or 50000 Oh, man, 000. I didn't know that. I didn't yeah. even know you could get a lifetime membership. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, it, it used to be low enough that I considered buying one. And now it's, but it's free access to all the Meow Wolves for the rest of your life. And no matter how many they build or where they go or whatever. It's just, it's it's awesome that something like that developed in New Mexico. And there's this intrigue to it. And I think it's really cool. And it shows, I think Meow Wolf really signifies New Mexico to me and why I love it. It's because... Mm -hmm just being eccentric and you know well and finding other ways i i'm honestly surprised that something like this doesn't exist anywhere else and i think by that i kind of mean like there's no adult fun places like it so but it's for also for kids too yeah it's it's so like meow wolf was in started, old bowling alley well so yeah and, and I remember driving to Santa Fe or going north on 25 and seeing the billboard for Meow Wolf and being like, oh, there's some new DJ or or indie band or whatever called Meow Wolf that's playing Santa Fe Opera, which Santa Fe has an opera famous for tailgating. But And we saw Beach House there, and that was pretty... And Fleet pretty Foxes, sweet. Yeah, right? but I don't think we stayed for, for the oh, Fleet Foxes. Oh, fuck no, sorry. Feet. Fox Feet. Feet Cox. Uh, so, you know, and they, the, the billboard didn't explain anything. So finally we kind of saw some stuff about it and we went and it's in an old bowling alley and the bowling alley where the actual, where you would like check in and get your shoes or whatever is like closed off and they still have like the front desk and now they have a full bar and stuff and they might have a restaurant in the, in the front. And then to the right is like a massive workshop where you can go and build stuff. So now, because we haven't been there in over a year, they have a, I know they have a full bar. It used to be a brewery, mm -hmm. but now they have a restaurant too. Because I know they well, have like a I'm diner saying, or whatever. I think they have, have like, I know they served sandwiches and wraps before, but 
There's, I, I don't know now, but they usually have food trucks and stuff too. But anyway, so it's closed off. So you go down this hallway once you get admission and there's a TV and there's a guy who's like, uh, his face is shaded out and he's talking about some family and some weird Twilight zone type stuff. And I don't want to give anything away because there is a story that goes along with all this stuff. The House of Eternal Return. That's what it's called. So you go, it's just a door and you open this door and down this dark hallway and you're in a front yard of a two-story house. There's like astroturf on the ground that looks like grass. There's, there's fake trees. There's a fence. There's a two-story house, front door. And basically from there, you, you have free reign over this weird house's environment. Yeah, every room is different. Um, and then, then where is all the, the mushrooms and stuff you can hit and shit? Where's so, that? So there's, if you go in the front door of this house, uh, you go to the right and there's a living room with a fireplace. If you crawl through the fireplace, there's a cave with a woolly mammoth skeleton and you can play drums on the ribs of the in standing on the inside of the woolly yeah. mammoth skeleton that's stuck in the rock that's lit up and changing neon colors you can play drums on it and it makes sounds the and then you go to the left to where the backyard of the house would be and there's a forest but the forest the trees in the forest they all light up they're all they have mushrooms that light up yeah and you that's where you can play like bongos but you can, they also have couches that you can hang out in, in the trees. The best, so the best, my favorite is, and I know it's cliche, it's the refrigerator. When you open the fridge and oh, go into it, it's completely white. That, it's a tunnel and you're like, what in the fuck is this? You can't, yeah. it's a big old room. You just walk in, like but we hadn't seen you had it. no idea. Yeah, we hadn't seen it the when we went the first time. We kind of walked, we went straight through the fireplace. We didn't really walk around the house right away. But then... We were standing in the kitchen and the fridge opens and some kid comes running out of it. And I was like, <laughs> what the fuck? So we went inside and it's a pristine white hallway lit up with like sci-fi white LEDs. And you go into this room and it's like a teleportation room with a hologram lady. Yeah, it's like a... And she's explaining your travel plans, I guess? Yeah, I can't remember too much. So then there's like some weird icy area dimension you can be teleported to. And you just put your hand on the scanner and press and it lets you go in. The, the door open, like slides open. There is a weird Midwest trailer, or sorry, Southwest type trailer thing that you can go into where there's like stuff... Uh, there's a tree house and the trees above stuff. There's a vertical school bus that you can go inside that they hung with like, that's sort of cut in half and you can go up at the top and like, it's really, that's really weird. It has all kinds of Yeah, stuff. there is all kinds of stuff. And it's, it's, when I first heard about it, I had no idea what to expect. Everybody kept saying it was kind of like a museum, not like an exhibit, an interactive museum. That's what they call art it. Art exhibit or exhibit. whatever. Yeah. And so... I don't know what you would call it. It's it's to me it's like a haunted house because it's creepy and there's so many different shit going on, but it's so you use a different kind of your part of your brain that you don't normally use. I mean in terms it's, of yeah, cuz you you're developing all kinds of neurons cuz you're trying to figure out, you know, new paths and stuff. Yeah, it's almost like when you listen to music that's unexpected, but you're in a non-scary haunted house. It's just psychedelic. It's a psychedelic haunt there's a hallway, if you go to the left of the front door of the house, I think it's the left, there's this black light forest type deal where there's trees with no leaves and they're all painted different neon colors. And then there's like an old 1920s scuba diver dude 
who's standing there. And, you know, you just, you're in this black light area, fucking weird as shit. And then there's weird monsters that are fuzzy. There's a fucking arcade with pinball. Oh, yeah. Tales from the Crypt. And then there's, like, Pac-Man and, I think, and, Mortal Kombat. And the coolest thing, I think, is to see shows there because you can experience the exhibit. And then the the um, place where they actually do the shows is outside of the – where isn't it just kind of, like, yeah. outside of the house? It's, like, a, it's in the outside area. You walk through a tunnel that's lined with TVs that are playing static and stuff. And you get to this two-story venue – that's open in the center like dance floor area and then around it is buildings with windows around the top floor so you can look down from those windows and then behind the stage is a bunch of like fake building peaks and stuff that have neon lights that that flash along with the music and stuff and then there's a, a projector screen and but yeah we've seen a lot of music there we saw uh bus driver daedalus um, and there's that new lady that Daedalus came with that she's like, uh, she, she wears those we, old timey dresses. Yeah, and plays we saw somebody really fun there. I would love to play there. That'd be awesome. I actually like two years ago when they first started getting pop, Miawa first started getting popular. They had like an open mic audition thing and they, I emailed them and they're like, yeah, come, you can do whatever you want. You know, so I was going to do some spoken or uh, I don't even know, slam poetry. I don't even know what I said to them, I but singing. That, yeah. And then I ended up not going because I didn't have enough time to prep and I had no idea what I was doing. I wish I would have just fucking done it. Yeah, thinking back now, because I was going to do it too, but they didn't want electric bass. Oh, that's right. So that was kind of, they had just like, they emailed me back right away and they were like, nope, no electronic instruments or whatever. And I was like, oh, well, that's kind of dumb because it's at least a fretless. So it's kind of interesting. But yeah. But yeah, there's there we've seen a lot of really cool shows there. So you know, if you're in New no Mexico, check out Meow Wolf, definitely. And yeah, and the cool thing is, if you get tickets to a show, you get free reign over the exhibit for a little bit before the show starts and into the show. Yeah, you never feel. I mean, if you go to like a shitty venue to see a show, you always feel really restless. You have to hang out at the shitty fucking bar and deal with all the shitty fucking people but this you can go enjoy yourself you can get a drink you know go to the exhibit chill and then see the show although the drug culture in santa fe is really bad and these people who go to the shows definitely will be like hey yeah do you want some ecstasy ecstasy? yeah and i would be afraid of taking a drink back to the venue and having it roofied because that's you know a rising trend here in new mexico probably i mean everywhere kind of but you know, specifically. Yeah. That's what I would be concerned about. But uh, no, it's 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 really cool and, and it deserves a big chunk of, of the podcast for people to like really you you can hear us talking about it, but it doesn't sink in like there are that you can climb through the dryer in the laundry room into a room that's like an infinity room. And there's a hallway that you go into. One time Katie was walking in front of me and was like, hey, what's this? And I was like, nothing. That's a black corner. And she was like, nope. And then she disappeared into it. And I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) So I followed her and there's these like uh, curtains hanging that you got to walk through. And there's a harp that's made of lasers. It's a triangle of lasers in the shape of the VLA. It's a Y. And then you can touch the laser beams and it makes music. So that's pretty crazy. And everywhere in there has like massive plates where, places where you can sit and hang out. It's really crazy. I yeah. Mean, it's really difficult. It's a to, really community type it. experience too because mm-hmm. I think when you're going through it with people, it's almost like you're all in it together, you know. And I think George R. R. Martin, when he 
because he's the one that Sponsored bought bought the the. Mm. Didn't he buy the bowling alley? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he 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 made it possible. Yeah, so he made it possible, um, and so a lot of you know people sponsored it. Well, and but... it was just a community of basically like it was an art collective of poor people who lived in a warehouse or whatever, and they made art. So then they were like, we have this idea for this thing, and it's going to be really cool, and it is. I mean, they did a really good job. And there's a documentary that came out that I don't know what it's called. Oh shit, I we I didn't know but, that. Uh, but yeah, this exhibits the House of Eternal Return. I think the Las Vegas one is going to be two or three times the size, which is insane. It'll because be... there are those books all over. I was talking about the story earlier. There's like paper on tables and books everywhere, and you can kind of put together pieces of the story and solve a mystery while you're there. And it's it's pretty interesting. I think it'll be interesting because we go to Vegas all the time, but it'll be interesting to go to that and see, you know, if it does feel, because it, it's very, it has that New Mexico charm, you know, when you go to it, everything feels very homegrown and shit mm -hmm. like that. So it'll be, I don't know if it'll be, it'll, I'm definitely, it's probably going to be amazing, but. If they keep the same people in charge, like art directors and stuff, and, and they, my pro, my thing is it, the continuity of the Santa Fe one is good up until a certain point where. Like in the house and around the house is cool, but once you sort of get way far back, it's just kind of random rooms with art ex that are art exhibits. Yeah. Like there's a room with a giant doctor's office swivelly bead thing that you can play on, and there's a room that's all black and white. Um, there's a room that has paper. But all they've over also, it. I think they've also done a lot of renovations to it since we've last gone. You know. That's true. Yeah, because we so didn't. We'll have we to... haven't seen the dryer that you can crawl through into the infinity. I wanted room. to go last weekend, but we had a action-packed weekend full schedule. But um, but yeah. Real and really, the other thing in Santa Fe that you have to talk about—it's sort of a very New Mexican thing, but. Uh, I guess more so Santa Fe because of all the Pueblos and, and native tribes around there, the casinos, because there's like Tesuque now, there used to be Camel Rock, which is a rock that looks like a camel that they built a casino next to. Uh, there's Buffalo Thunder where Bla we were. Is Black Mesa affiliated with the tribe? Uh, yes, but I think that's still pretty far from Santa Fe. It's like halfway between, I think. Albuquerque San and Santa Fe. Yeah. Um, yeah, but so we stay at a place called Butthole Thunder. Butthole O Thunder down under. And so if if you're not from New Mexico, there's a song, there's like a jingle that goes along with the commercials, and it goes, it instantly puts me in a really good mood. That was the musical break of the podcast. There it was. We need it every time just so people can relax. We've given them a lot of information. Take a break. Take a load off. Pull up an iced tea, pour some vodka in it, and listen to... But so, yeah, they have a lot of resort type deals. And I guess more so... Uh, we were talking to Ruth about this because they go to Santa Fe a lot and they have cool hotel bars. Like in Santa Fe, when you go there, if you're staying in a hotel in, in wherever, odds are if it's a ni nice enough hotel, not even like that, because she was saying the Drury Inn is really nice, but there are a lot of bars that are just really crazy cool bars. Yeah, I mean... In the, in, I don't think that's that common, right? Like, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, Suites, eh? Man, no, and cool Albuquerque's bars. hotel bars are lacking. Um, 
I mean, you go to the freaking Hilton Garden Inn, you can hang out at the bar. I stayed at the El Dorado last, sum last summer, and they had really cool bars. And you just kind of walk around and... Which was you know. really cool because you, Katie got upgraded to the presidential suite. I wasn't there, unfortunately, for the whole trip. I went up for a night. But, I mean, you had the whole rooftop to yourself and you could oversee the whole city. And then there's that big cross, uh, the Cross yeah. of the Martyrs. yeah. That has, like, I'd say a half-mile staircase going up to it that switchbacks. And then you get to this cross that's fucking massive. And I don't know what it's for. I don't know who the martyrs are. I think it was for the conquistadors. Because they had all the names, fuckers. I'm pretty sure. Uh. I can't remember. But, um... But, yeah, it, it's... The, the culture of it is so... I mean, it's so prominent everywhere. It's mm -hmm. just that Spanish influence. And it's super fun to walk around the plaza at night. Like, the I hadn't ever gone... I had never... I'd only gone during the day for so many years. And then... One year, Katie and I went up for our anniversary in the fall. To watch Holly Holm get her ass uh, It just happened. That, yeah, who's also from <laughs> Albuquerque. Fuck yeah. But So we were walking around the plaza, and it was like sunset, and they have lights strung out. And it's literally like being in a, another country. Because, because they have that mandated Puebla or Santa Fe style of, of architecture, um, everything looks like totally different. And it's kind of like Old Town Albuquerque on a whole nother level. I don't like shopping for stuff, but all the shops were closed. But bar hopping was really fun. Yeah, that's what I did, you know, when I went last summer, too. It, it, it was It's a fun little town. Mm -hmm. and, and it's not too cold around then, either. I mean, you need a jacket for fall. But fall is also a really cool time because there's a mountain near Santa Fe that had a fire, right? And a wildfire burned down all these trees. Well, then something like aspens all grew in their place. So it's it's not, it's a section of the mountain that's all these different non, I guess, native to the area type trees. And in the fall, all, like the entire sides of these mountains turn yellow. So you can go at a certain time, and we've never done it, but I know a bunch of people who say it's really cool, where it's just like the south facing side of three mountains or whatever. This huge forest just is like, boop, I'm yellow. So that's and yellow is my favorite color, so... Yeah. And there's uh, so much nature up there. The tallest... Oh, no, the tallest mountain is Wheeler Peak is near Taos, I think. Well, I have to say that Butthole Buffalo Thunder is my favorite casino in New Mexico. I think it's my favorite. It's it's, it's, a, it's a smaller casino as they go. So you drive, what, like 15 minutes north of Santa Fe, northwest? Yeah. And then it's a casino resort, so the hotels are pretty nice. They have some really fancy, expensive restaurants. They have really cheap, shitty restaurants. Everything you need. A great pool bar that's covered in the Adobe Santa Fe style, uh, like building E type, half outdoors, half indoors. Um, so we were drinking by the pool, have, having a good time. Big ass pool. Lots of kids though. Yeah, that's and the And the thing. drunk people, I think a lot of Santa Feans hang out there. Uh, because they were very pushy about them getting their drinks mm -hmm. before we did, even though mm -hmm. we were there first. So, yep, they were they were certainly pushy. But we met some cool people there. We met a guy from South Carolina, North Carolina, who had just moved to Santa Fe last year, and he's enjoying himself. Yeah, and had some cool tips. The Pink Adobe Restaurant and the Casa Sena, where they the waitresses sing. <laughs> 
And Cowgirl Barbecue's there and supposed to be really cool. We've been to Cowboy Cowgirl Barbecue. I mean at night. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. true. We have had the barbecue. We've eaten there and hung out there for a couple minutes, but not really. There's a place near the plaza, near Cowgirl somewhere, like in between those two, that has red chili pizza that's really good. Mm, yeah. I'm starting to get starved. We haven't eaten dinner, folks. You guys send us We're money to support fasting. the podcast to, so we can eat dinner uh, tonight. I want to say, uh, how much time we got left on there? Mucho timeo. Okay. Well, um, I did want to say something that's not related to Santa Fe, but um, I, this national anthem shit, man, it is the hardest thing that you have to do. But I swear, if if you guys ever want, you know, experience feeling, uh, maybe you like to sing and you think you're a good singer and you know you want to gain more confidence i say delve right into auditioning for something like that and you'll feel like you could sing in front of anybody at any time and because i've done the national anthem i've done it at conferences but because i've done it so much i feel like i could do public speaking no problem now mm -hmm. so it's something that is really um expounded on my uh you know my well, bam, thank you ma'am my uh, public speaking skills i never would have thought mm -hmm. that's really interesting well it's a hard song right it was kind of weird that they made you sing it three. Everybody. Yeah, got my voice far. is still lost from that shit. That's fucking crazy, man. <laughs> it's it's di it's difficult, and I think it's just because of the pressure of it too. I mean, you don't want to mess up our national anthem. There's so much yeah. emotion involved with that song, so you have all that pressure. Shout out to the lady that sang with her mouth closed. Oh yeah, that chick was fucking legit. Dude. She was like a juggalo or something, smoking in the car, and and then she comes up to the thing and she's all. I'm nervous because I sing it different. And then she did like a fucking... I don't know how she did it because I could still understand what she was saying. Like she was still enunciating the words somehow. I don't know. That was fucking weird, man. But she, needless to I say, did tear. not get very far. Yeah. It, yeah, it was one of those things where nobody was laughing, but I was hysterically laughing into my armpit. Yeah, people were like, what the fuck? <laughs> And I think she hung around too for the whole thing, but um. Yeah, it was pretty interesting. It was it was it was a good group of people doing it. Uh, but it's funny that they made people sing a million times in a row all at once. That, but they've done different stuff every year, which I guess is kind of cool. That at least keeps the people. I think having different judges and doing the singing competitions differently keeps it so that the same people don't get it over and over. Well, and I mean, that's why they turn uh, Zazobra or uh, the old man Gloom's hair different every year. Zazobra, Zazobra. So we probably made Santa Fe sound uh, very exciting the way we describe because there's so many events. Well, that you know what's weird too is like there's like little nooks and crannies of Santa Fe that like are really out of place too because just north of Santa Fe is like a Japanese bath area where there's like hot springs and they built Japanese style baths around them and they're like clothing optional private baths that you can go into and, and uh, stuff like that. So there's, it's not all burritos and churches, which is now the name that of this episode, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's really cool. And for a long time, like I was really upset at Santa Fe because, because of the privilege and because every time I went, I either saw or was in a car accident that was not me or the driver's fault. That's just like, never going to quit. Just from people fucking like, yeah. But 
There's I, uh, one of the places that's really cool is Maria's. They're famous for having the like the most margaritas or something like that. They've got a menu that's like three hundred margaritas, yeah. and they've got very really good food. Um, which they have trout, which is like sounds weird, but that's our fish up here. We get we get a lot of trout locally. So if you see trout on the menu in the desert, you're safe eating it. But don't mm-hmm. get no slamming that shit from far off in the distance where the wildcat did prowl. Um, so Unless it's, you're at Cracker Barrel. Oh, wait, they have trout too. Never mind. Yeah, rainbow trout. Them, them suckers. I doubt Cracker Barrel's trout is local. But then again, Cracker Barrel will never be the same quality as Applebee's. Yeah, so. I don't even know why I mentioned that in, in the same Fucking episode. Fucking Cracker Barrel. But yeah, they. I mean, there's there's Guy Guy Fieri frequents. So I would say Santa Fe has some flavor towns, some po- little pockets of flavor towns, portals to. Well, flavor he went town. to Doctor Feel Good, where we mentioned the twenty dollar onion mm-hmm. rings. Yeah, and blue corn. Um, I think that, in my opinion, the chili in Santa Fe is more consistently flavored. I think that they have good. Mostly red chili. They yeah, their red chili, chili is good, yeah. But it's tough because a lot of those types of restaurants... So this is interesting, and I didn't think about this until right now. A lot of the Mexican, New Mexican, and Southwestern-style restaurants in Albuquerque, it's very difficult to get vegetarian food. Like, you can get, like, calabacitas enchiladas or tamales, but to me, I don't want corn, zucchini, and, and all this stuff inside of my tamale and on the side of my tamale. Because then I'm just eating calabacitas with masa. And th- that's not very appetizing. But Santa Fe, because they're, dare I say, hoity-toity, they have really good vegetarian options and shit like that. And they have tons of vegan restaurants. Like, mm-hmm. they, and I'm sure they're good, too. I would love to yeah. try them out. I'm sure they're good. I, it's not my thing to eat the vegan food, but the vegan food is a salad. So it's like, you know, whatever. You got to do what you got to do. I like do. trying it out, you know? Yeah. We're supposed to have good vegan restaurants here, and pretty soon we'll be able to eat at KFC, baby. Mmm, Nashville hot chicken. Oh, yeah. That's cool that that's trending. I want to go to Nashville. Hey, Nashville, let me come to you. Dude, I've been wanting to go to Nashville ever since I was a young girl. Since I was a young warthog. You know what's funny? It, when I tried out for the National Anthem last year for Zobra, the guy was like, you're trying to be Carrie Underwood, aren't you? And then he, was he like, said I had a country twang. Yeah, he was like, you got a country twang, little missy? And Carrie was like, what you fucking talking about, asshole? <laughs> well, that, my grandpappy told me that. And then a co-worker you was like, are you going to be the next Carrie Underwood? So that happened to me twice. Um, it's probably because I'm blonde and white. And sing. Yeah, because only blonde white girls that sing are country. Are we doing this voice now? Yeah, because my voice is, for some reason, I think it was singing the National Anthem 20 times. I wouldn't doubt it, because you had to practice it, too. So you did it, like, two or three times in the car on the way there. Yes, I'm really glad I didn't over-practice it. I think my voice would have exploded. Yeah, that would have been crazy. And I would have had to put my larynx into the gloom box for it to burn. Yeah. Which is, I mean, you know, you got to do what you got to do. But, so... I'm going to put a tampon in there. Check it out. Fast is. Um, so, Santa Fe is a really cool place. It's kind of far. They don't have it. I mean, they have an airport, but it's not like a real airport. So, it's an hour-ish drive north of Albuquerque. So, if you fly into the Sunport, then you drive 50 minutes north-ish. Then you get to Santa Fizzle. And it's a fun little vacation spot for uh, sightseeing the southwest. It's almost like New Mexico's... Tucson. 
Yeah, that's a good uh, way to describe it. Yeah. And it's quintessential. I mean, if you want to know all the touristy stuff, um, I would start off there just to dip mm -hmm. your toe into it. Um, so one one of the infuriating things that about Santa Fe that still kind of pisses me off is their roads are old donkey trails. Oh, that's right. So literally the city let donkeys design its infrastructure and it's fucking dumb. They're thin roads. They weave all around, all over the place. And you're like, yeah, I can tell that a donkey did this. Like, thanks a lot. I'm sure it was a very smart donkey. That's why they're all vegan in Santa Fe, because they have a lot of pride They for wouldn't have roads otherwise. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it, it is confusing. You get, you get lost. You get um, turned around easily. Um, that's why I like to walk everywhere there. On Paseo de Peralta is Cacao Chocolate Factory mm, oh or whatever they call it. And they do elixirs, not unsweetened chocolate elixirs. So they're like... Mm, like kind of like coffee thick coffee that's not as strong as coffee but it's more i don't know it's hard to describe that shit too they fucking go crazy with the cheese whiz in a lot of good ways up there they're creative yeah just like are. i would say accidentally fasting is the santa fe a podcast dare i say that oh shit sucker in, a, in a, not in so far as we're the oldest uh podcast to exist Do you but we are the most <laughs> appropriating <laughs> do you think that uh we I mean, because we've talked a lot about New Mexico in our episodes. Do you think we're creating a accurate picture of New Mexico and really showcasing how, uh, you know, eccentric it is here and how many interesting things we have and all that? It is a really weird spot. Yeah, I think we're doing... I mean, we talked about the VLA so far in the in the camping episode. We've talked, talked about, about the aliens. aliens of Socorro and Roswell. We haven't talked about house. skinwalkers um, yet. Yeah, we, sh we should do maybe... I, I want to uh, talk about skinwalkers and cults. Cults, yeah. Cults would be really cool because we have a lot of cults. And we had that weird terrorist group that was in Taos. Yeah, Taos. Compound. That was killing children and shit. And I think they're already out of prison or they're not even in custody or whatever. Yeah, so people move here to do dirty things and that sucks. But, um, I mean, no, I think that... I think that it's a very we have a wide variety because things are so like albuquerque is a big city but it's not like dallas where it's people where companies have invested a lot in our city uh there's not entire blocks of the city purchased we're trying to do that with knob hill and the art project which is albuquerque rapid transit which was a bus system that runs down this what's called central avenue our, our main street in the sort of southern ish part of the city uh so they tore up the center of the seat the street put in these bus lanes what two years ago three years ago now and we have yet to see a fucking bus right and it ran i think it hit a car the first time and only time it even did yeah i'm pretty sure like it hit a car somebody died one exploded lighted <laughs> fires the whole city burned down and we had to rebuild yeah after the great fire of 2015 it'd be nice to have good public transportation because our buses are lacking i mean compared to other cities that are the same size we don't have that which I think Santa Fe is the size of a city that you could bike around. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't, I don't know about the bus. Um, I'm sure the bus system is fine. I think they're supposed to have a good system, something there. They um, have really bad roads. I mean, not, I know the donkeys designed them, but they don't really upkeep. They don't, yeah. ma they don't maintain their roads well, yeah. I think, uh, in most parts. But there's, hey, if you fucking, if you're like, if everything that we've said has made you be like, oh, I never want to go to Santa Fe. 
there's a trucker bypass highway that you can just whoop whoop and go right around that motherfucker. And that's if you're going to Taos Pajarito to do the summer beer fest, which we missed because we were at Buffalo Thunder. Ah, oh, fucking shit. Yeah. We New also Mexico missed has the four... ice cream festival. Come on. Oh, fucking son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, uh, New Mexico, northern New Mexico, central northern New Mexico has four beer festivals that we do every year. One summer, winter, spring, fall. And then we've got other ones, but they're out. So the Summerfest is cool because it's at a ski resort type deal near Santa Fe. It's actually near a lot. It's by Los Alamos, but um, it's really cool. You go up and they play music and you camp and you there's like 15 different breweries or whatever because we've got a lot. Don't fuck with us assholes. We've got a lot of motherfucking beer. Which we need to do the beer episode. I just remembered that we, we really haven't. do need to do the beer. We've episode. been promising you guys all I this know. liquid gold, and we haven't been presenting it. But Santa Fe Brewery is my favorite New Mexico brewery. They they. That's a controversial opinion on these parts. It is, but it's true. And there was a time in the past, and there might be a time in the future when I say. Santa Fe Brewery is the only good thing to come out of that shithole. Nah. But I was just being funny. I really like, you know, I'm gonna, it's the brotherly love. The city of brotherly love that's not Philadelphia. Um, but they have a lot of breweries, too. And they started our beer scene in Albuquerque, sort of. Which is also probably a controversial thing to say. But every motherfucker and their mom who's in the brewery mafia here, which we'll get to in another episode came from Chama, which was owned by Santa Fe Dining or whatever the fuck that company's called. I think Santa Fe is killing it with their breweries, though, because they actually have the restaurant. I mean, it's more of a they have really good food. And I think a lot of breweries in Albuquerque just don't give a fuck about the food aspect. And it's well, and the cool it's th- difficult. Well, yeah, we do. We do have breweries that are kind of lacking in our in the food area. And they definitely take fine dining to the extreme. Blue Corn was fantastic. They're, they're a brewery, but they also have really, really good food. And the one that's outside of the square, that's kind of closer, I think, to St. Francis and not by Carrillos Road, mm-hmm. um, that one was is like one of my favorite places to go. So you get the fine dining experience and the beer. In my opinion, most of the beer is kind of mediocre, but, you know, Santa Fe's really good. Duel, which is at Meow Wolf, or was. I don't know if they still are. I don't know either. They're from Santa Fe. Second Street Brewery is fantastic. They have a rail yard. So one of the other cool things about this area is we have a train, a choo-choo train, that will take you from Albuquerque all the way up to Santa Fizzle. And it's called the Rail Runner. It's got a road runner on it because we got motherfucking road runners here in this state. Lots of them. So you can ride that up and there's a rail yard with like an REI, which is really weird to say that, but there's an REI and a movie theater that's supposedly kind of cool. Like you can have dinner at the movie theater and drink beer and stuff. Um, but Second Street Brewery has like really good food. They had, Remember they had that small But are you dog. not going to tell a story of when we went to rail yards and there were people walking about and oh none of them were washing God. their hands and there were samples it and was I was eating them? It was a nightmare. <laughs> so we're walking around in this, this farmer's market in Santa Fe and there's like samples of bagels and all this, you know, little tiddlywink food shit. And I'm like, eh, I'm not going to do that shit. So then I go to take a piss, and literally a hundred motherfuckers go in and out, no washing hands, pooping, peeing, vomiting, coming, all that shit, never washed a single fucking fingernail. 
And I was like, babe, 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 babe. We gotta get fucking out of here. There's a fucking. But we got the cool Buddha candle. There was a, yeah. There was a guy. Actually, New Mexico has a lot of honey, and I got that red chili honey from Monroe's. That's really good. <laughs> <laughs> That's their fucking thing. The, I mean, because they do it on the radio. They, oh, I didn't know they had a damn jingle. Grandpa, I want to work at the Never restaurant. Never heard that oh, no, in my it goes, life. It goes. It's not like that. It's it's uh. My grandparents own Monroe's, and they make food that you're going to love to eat. And then it's all these, like, people going, Monroe's. Mm, sounds like every other song. Sorry, Fasters, didn't mean to expose you to my uh, horrible singing voice. Uh, but, yeah, so that's kind of, I mean, is there anything else? There's not really, mm, No, I, I think we did a, a, a... Bumpy roads, lots of margaritas, cool square... They have a staircase that was supposedly built by, like, Jesus or something like that. They've got uh, lots of statues for conquistadors and other things. Uh, they don't have a hat shop that I like, though. They have the, the church with the spiraling staircase. They have a labyrinth. You can go walk the labyrinth in the square. They do music in the park and the gazebo in the square, too, which that's is really cool. That's what I was saying earlier when I said you can go sit on the rooftop and eat your pizza and listen yeah, to music. Yeah, that's what I was just reiterating exactly that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you I can know. tell we're both on one today. I'm on like a motherfucker. Yep, so uh, I would like to Santa say... Santa Fe, we never knew ye. We never knew ye like we know the back of our hands, but we know ye like with the back of our feet. So thanks, everybody, for... Buying the t-shirts, like we said earlier, they're on Amazon, Accidentally Fast and Donut logo. They're in multiple colors. We appreciate the support. That's very kind of you. And uh, we appreciate y'all sharing people, sharing episodes with the people you know and love or the people you hate. You know, put tie somebody. Don't tie anybody to a chair, but tie somebody to a chair and put and on the keep podcast. Keep making them uh, play Alex going Monroe. Yeah, it's there over you go. Over. Just loop that motherfucker part. I tell you what, I'll release a three-minute track of that, and that's only well, that's trademarked, so I won't do that. But uh, we really appreciate the support. You can subscribe to us for a dollar a month at Anchor.fm slash accidentally dash fast in which i'm sorry there's a fucking dash in there that's a pet peeve of mine and uh by the way i forgot about my other phobia which is being stuck in a car while it sinks in water and i just wanted to bring that up because our last episode was the phobia that was, are you really gonna end on that no people have that image stuck in their mind that there was a really no wholesome episode here i ain't gonna it ain't gonna if it ah, rains shit. flash flood 127 hours i'm james franco my car the tire's stuck under a thing i have to cut off the tire anyway thanks everybody for your support thanks for listening uh check out the t-shirts Check out the subscription-y type dealios. Share us with your friends. Like us on Instagram and follow us at Accidentally Fasting or Fasting Accident on Twitter. There ain't nothing more to say other than our famous sign-off, which is... Eat shit. Fuck goats. Bye.